Taylor Moore joins us for You Got the Touch, Tell Me You're Andy, What Are Our Coasters, Make Your Modem Sound, Why Isn't Hentai Weirder, What's Your Shirt Bro, You News, You Lose, Caddo Time Tales, I'm a Director, Coming Clean, and Jason Plays. Today, on Let's Get Into It. Hi, welcome to Let's Get Into It, Episode 6, here with Taylor Moore. Hi. And Nick and Tim. We just stared at each other. Instead wow. of saying anything. That was the lowest stakes game of chicken I've ever been a part yeah. of. Yeah. Hi. Today is exciting because it's the first recording in which our podcast actually exists. Really? Oh, yeah. that's right. We released today, so we are now overlapping with an actually existing podcast. Are you worried about the latency? I'm worried about you still somehow not being close enough to this microphone. God damn it. He's touching it. It's like his head's very close, but his voice is far away. Is that binaural? Two urinals. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were bi. Anyone else have a, a clever response to binaural? No. All right. I think two urinals was a strong pick. Yeah, I think I so. Think was good yeah. I think that wins. I want to update everyone on how our launch is going. We have 15 followers on Twitter, and we're only following five people. Whoa. And that news is now a month old? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I want... Just the internet. Yeah. I want... boop fast as lightning. I want people to know that we're not following for follow, though. So they know from day one that our follower-following ratio was one that's above board. What will get us to follow someone? If you are a podcast who puts our podcast in your break, we will follow you. Who are we following already? Who are the Um, first five follows? We are following the three hosts of this show. Uh We are following Beth Griffinhaven, the guest from episode two, which has been released. And Super Sentai Brothers. Because oh, we have nice. a personal connection to them. We do have a personal connection to them. And they have what I'm told is a wonderful podcast. I listened to one today and enjoyed it a great deal. It's good. It makes sense. It has a structure. It has a point. It sounds attacking when you it say does. it. I'm it just is. naming some qualities about that podcast. Y- you guys have been doing this for a month and you already need family therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my chair is creaky. Can you hear that? Oh, wait. They decide there are some things that are not worth bringing up. These are just some other things that I like about that other, that other good podcast. God, you're tremendously defeatist right now. I'm having a really I'm hard time. I'm saying positive things, just nice things about some guys that we like. Yeah, and it feels like an like. attack on me. That's how little my ego is. I'm a small, small man. I'm also having a tremendously hard time concentrating right now. Why but is the that? mic is I, picking I you it's... up fine. You're so tiny. Yeah. You're so little. And you're so far away because there's no way to get your body up that close to the mic. But this guy over here, the I mic's in his mouth. I can, I can hear with my ears his teeth touching the mic. But when he talks to the mic, I can't hear it. I learned how to project at community theater. From such a little man. Yeah. What, what was your favorite community theater role? I was Willard in Footloose, which was the third time in a row that I had to play a character wearing overalls. Yeah? Now, who is, now, for those of us who might not be familiar with the Footloose um, yeah. c- can in the world, Fuck the you. Footlooseiverse, yeah. uh, if you will, and all the TV shows and movies that take place in the Footlooseiverse, who's Willard? Willard is the uh, redneck. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't want to say that. That's a derogatory term. Is it the John Lithgow character? I don't know who that is. No, it's um, somebody famous's sort of famous brother. It's a crisp brother of someone who's more famous. It's a crisp brother? Crisp. 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 Crisp brother. It's Crispin Glover. It's Crispin uh, Glover. Chris Pratt? No. That's a that's a real person. Chris Penn? Yes. It's okay. Chris Penn. There we go. We did it. Chris Penn plays the local yokel in overalls who doesn't know how to dance and leads a ragtag group of local tractor people. Is that is that better than rednecks? Tractor people? Yeah. I'm really trying to skirt redneck or hillbilly or anything. I think that's offensive to people that are half part tractor. tractor half half tractor, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we should steer clear because they sound dangerous. You don't really have to steer clear. You just have to go more than five miles an hour. Well, that's this only is... if they're in turtle mode. If they kick it up to rabbit, you got to get above seven. This is like the Jeff Dunham set about tractor people. You might be a I'm not guy. saying it. My tractor puppet is saying it. And also, I just confused Jeff Dunham with the you might be a redneck guy. Jeff Foxworthy. That? Yeah. I'm having a terrible time with proper nouns and paying attention today. How do we pull you out of this slump? Oh, God. I I don't know. (sighs) Can I just, like, take a breather for, like, a a hot minute or two? I have a better idea than you taking a breather. Okay. Uh, I think Nick and Tim are going to like it. Guys, I have a new segment idea I'd like to introduce to you. It's a a game. It's a game we can all play together. I think the listeners will get a kick out of it. Yep. Let's play You Got the Touch. 
The game is called You Got the Touch, and it goes like this. Jason will close his eyes, and then the rest of us will take turns touching him. Then Jason will open his eyes, and guess who touched him where on his body? Hmm. That's that's it. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get into it. I'm going to find a good place uh, in the room so that I can't tell from the angle of your appendages. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think... I could mask my angle. Oh, yeah. okay. I believe so too. I think, so I think too. this is part of the challenge. Okay, great. Uh, so I'm just gonna uh, close my eyes. You're gonna close your eyes and put yep. your hands over your ears so you can't hear where we're coming from. Great. Jason, Jason has his right. hands over his ears, and so now we're gonna determine who goes first to touch him. Okay. We've determined who goes first. We're all moving around to confuse his oral sense. He's been touched once. He's been touched twice. He's been touched thrice. Okay, raise up. Wakey, okay. Come back to us, come back wakey, to us. Wakey. Okay, I think the first touch was at the base of my neck uh-huh. by Taylor. I think the second touch was up the right side of my neck uh-huh. by Tim. And uh-huh. I think a light poke on my finger was Nick. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. can you describe the touch on the back of your neck? So the thumb and the middle finger, I think, went to either side of my spine right before the spots where you'd pinch in to feel good. <laughs> uh-huh. And you think that was me? I think so. Uh, you are incorrect. On all counts. On all counts. You got all three of them wrong. Really? Yep. So should we each go around and tell, describe our touch? Yes. Uh, My touch was on the back of the neck. It was with the forefinger and middle finger. Uh, I went second and my touch was a long scrape up your uh, forearm, your right forearm. And I went third. And I gotta tell you, it was it was hard to pick where to touch you. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go for the obvious and just touch you right where I was, but nope. I'm a bit of a trickster like that, so I went around, hooked around, mm. tapped the finger. Yeah, I was also, I, I took my second choice. I really wanted to touch your uh, dick. Uh, and it was really tough because you were folded over. So I yeah. think what we learned is next time, yeah. uh, have straight. him stand up straight, yeah. arms by his side, well, so you I can think, reach your genitals. Yeah, I think we need a more trusting version of this game. I should we probably didn't describe. Know. I should probably describe. I was yeah. I was hunched over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my head, I was doing some like sensory deprivation to like not get a sense of my surroundings. Uh-huh. But I think the real version of this game is probably just lying on your back on the floor. Fully naked. Fully naked, yeah. letting the world happen to you like it will. Right. I didn't imagine fully naked, but I am now, and it's hard to go back. Right. It's yeah. more of a yes yeah. and position for the body. You're already uh, exploring and justifying if you're held <laughs> up like I am. I like that blanket consent. <laughs> lying there naked and just saying, touch me. Yep. With my eyes closed. That's what we're all about here. Sort of Blanket consent. Yoko Ono, Marina Abramovich, mm-hmm. uh, Abram- Abramovich. But Pro- Jork. Jay-Z. Yeah. Jay-Z, yep. Yeah. I heard yeah. that was his idea. Hey, Picasso. Picasso, yep. Van Gogh. Is that, are we going to do the bit where we can't say foreign names? Huh? So does, the, does someone else want to get touched? Should I lie down on the floor and we can take 2.0 this? What's the, the rules say oh, Jason yeah. will close his eyes. Uh-huh. We will each touch him anywhere on his body, and does this doesn't mention anyone else. All, All right. right. Well, the rules are the rules. The rules are the rules. Yes. Yeah. I guess maybe next week. All right. Next week on You Got the Touch. So most podcasts have what's called an aux jack. Well, you can just plug your little music maker right into the speakers, or right through the board and right into the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have that. No. Do you sir. think they can tell the difference? No. They're listening to this on a small speaker in another room while the dishwasher's going. Now we have an active podcast and an active Twitter. I would love to know from the 15 plus people following us where you're listening to us. I listen a lot in the shower to podcasts. I hope you're doing the same. So tell us how you listen. Tag it at midnight. Points! Points. Points. Is that a part of that? Have you never yeah. watched that? You just. You I've just watched Line. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's pump the brakes. Don't tell me. You just know at midnight as a Twitter game. It's just an unfolding Twitter phenomenon, not as an actual television show. It, that is my experience of it. I'm aware of what it is, but at midnight I am in bed reading my phone, trying to be amused to sleep, and instead I've got people playing a game 
all making the same move. I think you've so played the at midnight TV. game before. I think I've seen Oh, you. I've done it. I think that participating in the show might put me to sleep. Have you ever gotten on at midnight? A tweet on Not it? to my knowledge. At midnight is the best encapsulation of capitalism. Everybody would like to participate, but everyone is ashamed that they play. <laughs> it reminds me of The Great Gatsby. No, we probably don't have the time for that. Well, we'll we, test that theory. We, we have nothing up. but time. In my younger and more vulnerable years... My father said some shit to me. Uh, I got like halfway through the first sentence. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. Bad. No, no, that's how that. It's a yeah. long book begins. Come on, that's, I'm not even looking at it. You are practically that Andy guy who Circus? read books. On Garcia, that. Rooney, guys, proper nouns. Guys, we all named a different Andy, them. so that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That was really quick on the draw. Yeah. Uh, how about a little game of tell me your Andy. <laughs> Uh, mine is written on the bottom of my foot, and the N is backward. Mine is the little boy from the Toy Story series. That's crazy. Your Andy's match up. <laughs> it's like you said the key, and then mine's the lock, and then that's amazing. If you weren't already, I would say do a podcast together. Uh, <laughs> right? My Andy is Andy Garcia. Are we doing the bit again where we can't say foreign names? I said it fine. Okay. Garcia. My Andy is... My Andy. My Andy. My Andy. More. You came and you gave. That's your last name. It is. What's your tailor? Mandy Moore. (laughs) She cuts a suit like she cuts a rug. What other names are things? Warren. Peace. Tim, what's your coaster? My coaster. Bill. Bill. Uh, what? What? Bill is a good one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, is a name that's also a thing. Ben? Ben. That's what took so, That's ben what you were do, taking all that time thinking of? It's Ben. Ben. Uh, uh, uh. Andy Ben is your Andy? Sorry? Who's your Andy? Warhol. Andy Warhol. Did you have a segment, Nick? What are your coasters? <laughs> the sheet music to the Goldberg variations. Are you and using then, it as a coaster because now you can play it by ear? I can play one of them. Almost by ear. That's not a variation, though, is it? It's the theme. Can you really play it on the piano? With your ear? I used to be able to. Currently, you cannot play the thing you're saying you could. That's lame. I know. Why did it fall away from you? Because it's hard, and I don't practice. Why did you stop practicing? Because I got busy trying to make money. Capitalism. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Do you wish you could go back? Do you have a piano here? You have a keyboard here in the apartment, don't you? Yeah. Why don't you practice ever? I practice more. Keyboards are the same, is it? It's not the same. I practice same. more when I have a piano. I find more joy in that. Of course. A piano feels more real. It feels like you're a human being in like the world of neat stuff rather than a guy in Brooklyn playing a keyboard in his apartment. Yeah. You're establishing a relationship with an instrument, not playing buttons to approximate a musical experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Do you play instruments made of I used to play, real things? I used to play a lot. I used to play a lot of music, and I, I haven't in years. What did you used to play? I used to play a lot of things. I used to play uh, like a smattering of stringed instruments and like a little bit of fiddle and all that stuff, like all the bluegrass instruments. I could, I could, I could, I could play the, some basics on and do okay in a couple of you know shitty bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you move, you get focused on other stuff. Sounds like the same thing that happened to you. Capitalism. And then just say, hey, how am I going to spend my free time? And the idea of like trying to make it with doing music to the point where it's a reasonable hobby yeah. uh, is like an insane prop. That's something an insane person would do. Is this why all the great artists are acapella groups? Yes. Okay, I have a new segment. Who can get the closest to the AOL dial-up set all the way through? We'll play it after. <laughs> Listener it's favorite. Listener favorite. Yeah. I think I misplaced the hisses, but other than that, I'm confident. I think you could have <laughs> logged in with That's that. That's fantastic. That's good. All right, I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my modem. Fantastic. That was fantastic. pure. Strong showing. All right, I guess I'll go. Less applause for go? me. Okay. It was weird. Cool runnings. Teach Nazis about family. Welcome. So you were on in the BB, BBS days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No one, no one hit those. I don't think that's true. Is that it? Yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. You guys had the growls. You had the beeps, but you didn't have the jumps. Okay. In post, I want you to take all of the our noises and make one comprehensive modem human. Some a modem operandi. Uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> and play it now. <laughs> That sounded great. Well, I think we have to go to a break, because I still can't focus on one goddamn bit. So, we're going to go to break. Okay. Back rub? Yep. Back rub. Foot rub? going to play the laydown version of Touching Jason. Front rub. Front rub. And then when we come back, I'm going to be focused as hell. All right. New segment taken off the air called Front Rub. There we go. And we're going to get into it. Jonathan Katz. Let's get into it. I'm focused. Jonathan Katz is not here. No. No. Why not? You can see everyone in the room. I'm still shutting my eyes. You didn't tell me I could open my eyes. Jason, open your eyes. You are not Jonathan Katz. I'm not. I'm Taylor Moore. What's that last name? Moore. Taylor Moore. That's me. Oh, okay. I'll remember it this time. You know, from Uh, Sex Your Food, Chill Sitch, Fortune Horse Magazine, The Terminator. That's Sarah Crowder Chronicles. <laughs> that was a. That's my Mandy. What? What's that? I don't know. That's my Mandy. <laughs> you know, if I had to describe your guys' dynamic, it would be deep cable sitcom. And that's my Mandy sounds like maybe the name of the show. What's the premise of that show? I mean, there's just a baby named Mandy. That's it. That's oh, and maybe it's Mandy there's a Moore. whole bunch of babies. Named like Mandy. a look who's talking. Yeah. So every baby. time, every, the end of every show, that's my Mandy pointing at the Mandy. Mandy that is theirs. <laughs> you each are assigned one Mandy. Uh huh. And it's a it's a competition every week. I like this. Not a sitcom at all. It's a uh-huh. script, unscripted reality right. sort of thing. One like of the challenges is somebody closes their eyes. And all of the other Mandy's touch them, and they have to figure out which Mandy touched the other Mandy. It's exactly like those viral videos that go around of the the contest where someone has to like touch a bunch of dicks to figure out which guy exactly is her boyfriend. Exactly like that. But with babies instead of dicks. I mean, like it's not sexual. Just instead of dicks, they're touching the babies anywhere. I got it. Yeah. Anywhere. We didn't at need all. to explain that. No. I just wanted to. I think, where I uh, go for videos. Yeah. Jason. I've got a segment. Can we yeah, can we take a harsh left away from my direction? I've got a segment which is okay. why <clears throat> isn't hentai weirder? Lay down for a bit. Oh now that's interesting. You have the infinity of things open to you because it's cartoon. Why aren't we fucking spirited awaying every possible Im- impossible scenario? I think because people's sexual proclivities are probably they they, they start in the like everyday mundane physical realm. Even when you take sex to a fantastical place, it's, it's only going to go so far because if it goes too far, it becomes unmoored from what the, the initial experience that created that sexual fetish. Mandy Moore. It doesn't relate to anything in their life and they can't... But I haven't, I haven't seen it go, go anywhere. You haven't seen tentacle porn? I've seen that's tentacle porn. That far. But it's, yeah, it's been taken I guess it's just, just an like, appendage. It's yeah. dicks that are longer and they bend. Yeah, exactly. A tentacle's just a wet, thin arm. We got those in spades. Look around here. My arm's always thin and usually wet. <laughs> yeah, they are usually wet. I can attest to that. Or a very of... weird sweater. Just one drenched arm and then a chafed, dry other half of the body. My sweat glands are so specific, they always begin, Actually, and then they sweat. Yeah, if you just hold your, put all your fingers together like you're pinching, like a bead. Yeah, yeah see, that's a tentacle right? shape. Yeah. yeah. We got it. That's a wrap. <laughs> let's, all, let's all go home. I like how the phrase, weird sweater, works in two ways. Speaking of, what's your shirt, bro? It's got birds on it. It does have birds. What kind of birds are those? I don't know. Startlings? Starlings. If it's not a pigeon, and it's not an eagle... Eh, and it's just a starling. It's a starling, or a I guess. Sparrow. Or a sparrow. Or a sparrow. A starling is like a pretty sparrow. A, a starling is a sparrow after three drinks. Okay, but I have a segment idea. Drinks. Hmm? You've had three drinks with a sparrow. Are you asking Both. if I fucked a bird? Yes. 
What's that? You rule? know, there's no, there's no like guidebook that you ask. Where's the? What's the rule? There's no guidebook on how to fuck a bird. Yeah, no, no. You got to get in there and wing it. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing finger guns for you. Good night. How about a palate cleanser? Why don't we play <laughs> everybody's favorite, uh, America's favorite news game? You news, you lose. Yes. Okay, let's go over the rules for you news, you lose. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read four news summaries, four headlines. Three are fake. One is real. Like, wait, wait, don't tell me? I don't know this podcast. What do you think about wait, wait, don't tell me? <sighs> this happened the last time. Don't influence him. It's like at midnight for dads, right? Like, wait, wait, don't tell me, I suppose. Everybody chooses one of these headlines. Three are fake. One is real. If you choose the real one... We get Carl Castle's voice in our home answering machine. Sure. Or some other punishment that is determined by... Uh, I'm going to be a Paula Poundstone for the rest of this bit. Okay, headline one. Google intern tags image of the moon as an African American. Talk about cratering out. Paula Poundstone. Twitter explodes in disbelief over satanic high priestess's speaking fee. Uh, I got 140 characters. She's not going to be one. Paula Poundstone. Teenage girl dies of heart attack after not going to the toilet for eight weeks. Oh, talk about a heartbreaker. I'm Paula Poundstone. I didn't hit my kids. New Harper Lee novel to be published in the fall revealed to be Harry Potter fan fiction. Uh, I don't know much about uh, Harper Lee, but I do know that my favorite book is Tequila Mockingbird. If I don't remember hitting my kids, I didn't hit them. Also, my choice is uh, Google Moon. Nick, what headline? <clears throat> Since the moon has been taken. Uh-huh. Uh, can you recap those real quick for me? <laughs> yep. I gotta think of another joke for each one. Yes. <laughs> Twitter explodes in disbelief over... Hold on, my kid's running. Dude, getting into some trouble back here. I gotta go backstage and deal with these little shits. Don't hit them, Paula. Hey, no promises. Okay. Paula went backstage. Uh, Twitter explodes in disbelief over satanic high priestess's speaking fee. New Harper Lee novel to be published in the fall revealed to be Harry Potter fan fiction. Teenage girl dies of heart attack after not going to the toilet for eight weeks. I'm going to go with the speaker's fee. Okay. I'll go with the teenage girl then. Okay. The correct news headline is the teenage girl. Oof. The rest are all fabricated. So I newsed and I lost. You news, you lose. So what did I lose? You get a customized answering machine in the voice. Message in the voice of <laughs> We are going to do this right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are changing my voicemail. Yep. That's my one I have right now. Um, we're going to record a new one as Paula Poundstone. How did you know how to get to that? I can't... I don't know how to work this phone. Ask one of my your kids. My kids know. <laughs> yeah. I ask them. They don't do what I say. Then what Debra! Debra, get over here! Show me how to get to my voicemail on my phone. Debra! I can't reach her. Like physically or like emotionally? Not either. All right. I got vodka on my vest. When you're ready, hit record... Oh, hello there. This is Paula Poundstone, and you've called Jason, and he can't come to the phone right now. He's probably real busy at his job. He can't get a job. What a goof, huh? Well, this is Paula Poundstone. I didn't hit my kids. As hard as they say, call Jason back later. Bye. (laughs) And that has been You News, You Lose. And the stakes just keep getting higher there. <laughs> oh, that was a goddamn delight. God. Did Paula go? Uh, yeah, she just left. Taylor, you're back. Ugh. I mean, the word pound is in her name. <laughs> well, I have to go have a big coughing fit, so I think I need another quick break. Okay. When we come back, I have another thing to get into that might take us off the air. This is Paula Poundstone, and you've called Jason, and he can't come to the phone right now. 
He's probably real busy at his job. He can't get a job. What a goof, huh? Well, this is Paul Poundstone. I didn't hit my kids. It's hard as I say. Call Jason back later. Bye. Welcome back to Let's Get Into It. I have a podcasting question for Taylor Moore, who is a podcasting veteran. Mm -hmm. I want to stop using Creative Commons licensed public domain music, and I want to start using real human music from the private domain, I guess you would say. And I'm pretty sure if I keep it under 30 seconds, I can do anything. You can do anything you want as long as you don't get caught right now. Now, in the future, there are going to be bots that are going to be listening to everything for music. That's not happening right now. So right now, you can do anything and not get caught. Uh, You don't make any money with this show, right? No. But isn't the issue that iTunes does? iTunes does not. How does this work? The reason iTunes promotes podcasts is they want a healthy, big, uh, abundant ecosystem out there so that people who get iPhones and iPods and iPads have stuff to listen to and to watch. So they don't make a cent off podcasts, but they like that it exists because it gives people reason to have iPhones. So what I want to do is use popular music as the cues for our segments uh, to be another thematic component that the listener can latch on to. Mm-hmm. A little game of why did they pick that sample for this? Well, you're, you're taking a gamble there. And the gamble is that in... A Procter and Gamble. In four years... Uh, you like in in a couple of years they could have algorithms looking for music in podcasts and then they would reach out to you and get you, and they would probably say take it down first like YouTube sort of thing, um, or they might not. They might just say, hey, screw you. Here you owe us one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So what's the thirty seconds or less rule? Why is that? I a don't thing know. It's bandied about. I don't know. So I think can, it's so that you can... You, the, the spirit of the law is that so you can talk about a work of art without reproducing the work of art. So if you want to say, here's this lyric from a Rolling Stone song, you can play the lyric so that people can hear it, so you can have a conversation about it, but you cannot replay the entire song because that's just like giving the song away for free. Okay. So I think starting at this very moment, I'm going to start using private domain music exclusively. What's going to be your... Uh... Your, your maiden voyage. It depends on what this next segment is, so please, take us away with the segment. Well, I've already got sound cues for and the... And don't make it about Beatles or Mickey Mouse. Okay. I promise no Beatles, and I promise no mice. Okay. But I do promise... A good time? Well-known, recognizable music. Okay. The segment is called Cat-O Time Tales. One more time. I love it. Cat-O Time Tales. You've heard of a Cat-O Nine Tales. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a whip. This is, these are Cat-O Time Tales. Cat-O Time, Time or Time? Time. Cat-O okay. Time Tales. Got it's it. where, nothing to do with forks. No, it. it's, it's where we, I, we, each, each week we feature a cat from, uh, history and I have the theme song here. Well, the cat's in the past and the tale is too. Got a tale about a cat in the past for you. Listen real close, the cats in the past. You know you'll have a good time then, Dad. You know we'll have a good time then. Okay, so that's Harry Shapin Carpenter. I just used it. I took it. All right, well, here we go. This is our first historical cat. Let's first cat o time tale. So this week, I'll tell you about a humble little tabby named Wicker Bicky Baskets who helped our boys in beige, the American troops, take Kuwait back from that old desert dog, Saddam Hussein. More like Saddam Insane, am I right? I am. The year was 1990, and the word was storm. Desert storm, that is. Way over there on the other side of the globe, the oil fields of Kuwait were under siege, and only the brave sons and brothers of the good old USA were left to protect them from the black-hearted and bloodthirsty Iraqi Death's Head Guard. Saddam's own secret army, specially trained from birth in secret to harness the powers of hatred and Arabian chaos magic against the civilized nations of the world. Rumors had it that as part of their training, members of the Death's Head Guard were forced to kill their own kindergarten teachers in front of the whole Iraqi Parent-Teacher Association. If they refused, they were ground into hummus rouge, the bloody chickpea gruel and sole sustenance of the evil Death's Head Guard. Well, in the winter of 1990, as their final act of dark corruption, the Death's Head Guard, upon their retreat in the face of the awesome power of the West, had lit a fire all the precious oil wells of the Wadin province in central Kuwait. 
Though victorious in battle, the brave men of the 15th Armored Division could only stand in helpless horror as the precious black petroleum flamed away into a strange and distant sky. That is, until a little village cat, no more than six months old, wandered up and lied down, curled up around one of the flaming oil wells. Well, the lieutenants of the 15th Armored could scarcely believe their eyes. The kitten seemed impervious to the fire and the heat of the burning well. One word fluttered in the hearts and upon the lips of the men of the fighting 15th, and that word was miracle. They decided to call her Little Wicker Bicky Baskets, or just Wicker Bicky Baskets for short. With a little whistling, a little cajoling, and, yeah, maybe a little help from some canned tuna, they coaxed Wicker Bicky Baskets away from the well, and she became the 51st member of the 15th Armored Division. Her first job as a soldier was to help put those fires out. The men had been stymied before, but after seeing the miracle of Wicker Bicky Baskets, they knew just what to do. After all, weren't the hot oil well pipes about the same diameter as an incredible little cat? Using long metal tongs, they shoved the kitten's screaming body into the nearest burning well. And then, Wicker Bicky Baskets burned up into nothing but screams and a skeleton, and then those two burned. It turns out that it's just not that hot at the very bottom of an oil well pipe, and Wicker Bicky Baskets was just a normal little cat. Maybe a little dumber than the average furry friend, but no miracle puss by a mile. When they realized their mistake, those brave heroes knew they could crawl to the oil wells and just put the caps back on. And that's how the incredible lesson of one noble cat saved all the oil in Kuwait. So, next time you fill up your lawnmower or pour gasoline on the high school football field so it spells out Imagine Dragons, look up to the stars and say a prayer for little wicker Bicky Baskets, for you've probably breathed in some of her ashes already. And that's this week's Caddo Time Tales. Well, the cat's in the past and the tale is too Got a tale about a cat in the past for you Listen real close, Dad, the cat's in the past You know you'll have a good time then, Dad You know we'll have a good time then so that's just every week you can feature a different historical cat. Um, what other historical cats are there? Top of your head. Alan Turing was a cat. They made that movie about him, and they got that big cat to play him. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. <laughs> Our first name that is more human than Benedict. <laughs> His regular name. It's awful hot in here, folks. <laughs> My coaster is I Love Charts by Jason Oberholzer and Cody Westfall. One of those people that? is me. Yeah. Well, now, wait a minute. That yeah. sounds like a book I'd like to buy. Where can I find I Love Charts? You I can think find it in Urban Outfitters four years ago. <laughs> I think it's uh, available on Amazon for a penny yeah. and three ninety nine shipping. That's true. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I, I can't focus today. You can't What's look the, at me uh, to do okay. the next thing. You're so I, tiny. I'm so yeah, no. You're such a little bitty man. How can you see me? Did you go out I'm for the so... Ant-Man part? <laughs> I did. They they uh, they said I couldn't play old enough. So they cast 50-year-old Paul Rudd in the role. He's 50. Yeah. Looking good, though. Looking great. But yeah, you don't look old enough. Yeah. For yeah. a guy who looks great but is 50. Yeah. Look you look sh- like someone who looks terrible for 20. Like you grew up in a teen foster home. The terrible teen foster home. This is literally all I have to contribute today. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe Chris Christie's campaign blew up like that. Oh, I mean, who can believe it? I bet Paula Poundstone would have a great joke about him being fat vis-a-vis that blow-up. She probably would. And I wouldn't say to her, class houses, Paula. Class houses. She's had her own weight problems, I think is what you're referring to. I think she waits for a kiss to turn around and then she cold cocks him in the back of the neck. Now we become what we hate, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hot in here. I like it. I like the heat. Makes me feel hungry. What is that? Is somebody home? What is that noise? Is someone here to, to save us? <laughs> 
I have another bit if we want to delve into something. Delve! Delve! Okay. Are we doing bits? Well, I have a segment. I have a segment. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Was that Beth's voice? Okay, this is called I'm the Director. Paperback Writer! So, I downloaded a transcript from a very old episode of ours, which is just a segment of a segment. So I'm going to pass these out, and then I'm going to direct the scene, because I'm a director. (laughs) Oh, so the dramatis personae are Nick, Ratchurchill, Chloe, and blah blah blah. Who wants to be who? I'll be Nick. Uh, I'll go for Ratchurchill. Okay. I believe I can recreate, though. Do you see me as more of a Chloe or a... Um, What kind of girl is Chloe? She's a 17-year-old, kind of sassy. She's a boarder in this house, this abusive household. Okay. I will be playing blah, 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 and doing the narration. Mm. So, we begin. Nick's bedroom. Tight, cluttered, piles everywhere. Mattress, no sheets. Soiled linen covering the bed. His fiancée, naked, shorn of all hair, staring at him, staring at him. Now it seems you're coming back a little late from your podcasting. Yes, I, we just had this, we, we had this intractable uh, problem, or, or there, 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 was a, there was a question. So did I, Germany, I, I stopped it. Okay, you know, can we just not talk about your work for one night? Can, can we just talk about my work? Excuse me, director, I just, uh... You let me do the the directing. I just okay? feel like uh, how what? are you doing? His, okay, what's you're doing great. You're thank doing you. great. His, yeah, the interpretation of my d- d- character. Your uh, character? I thought your character's was Rock Churchill. I just feel like my person. Okay, all right. Okay, well, well, I have you're a note the, for the you. Director. Am I doing okay? You're doing fantastic. You're being very responsive. You're listening. You're ready to react. I love it, Rock Churchill. I need you to be a little more expressive. Okay. Yes, Let's so you're go. the d- director. Let's take it from So Did I, Germany, I Stopped It. So Did I, Germany, I Stopped It. Good. Okay, you know, can we talk about your work for one night? Can we talk about my work? Jason, I have to stop you here yes. for a second. This is a character named Nick. It's not Lauren Leto. Oh, okay. Uh, just take it down a little, okay. oct- like an octave or two. Okay. You know? I got overconfident. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It's an exciting role. Okay. Yeah. Uh, action. Okay. You know, could we not talk about your work for one night? Perfect. Could we just talk about my work? You know, I really just, I'm, I'm doing this under protest. <laughs> okay. I just want to register As long that. as you're doing it. Well, when my work stops being so important, maybe I'll stop talking about it. You know, you just act like the whole Germany project is like more important than me. Okay, well, let's talk about your very important day. Uh, I was on a podcast. How many people died? No one died on a podcast. Oh, oh, that's very important. Sorry? That's very important. No, it's... I'm having trouble hearing you because you sound like you're Sean Connery giving head. You know, I know you're the director, but Uh, I feel like the purpose of this is just to, like, rub this in my face. No, no. this This is a classic bit. From let's get into it. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, 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 no, no, no it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm a little worried that Nick's taking it personally, and uh, it's like one of the things is that you never take it personally. Yeah, right. Yeah. If just, a character happens to share right. a name as you, it's not that. Big I know. Of a deal. It's just a bit <laughs> of fun. If you could hear eyes roll. Yeah. Uh, you know another famous character named Nick? Uh, Greg Gatsby. Yeah. Right. It's not about him. Yeah. So just saying. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. Other than, and I'm worried we're never gonna get to my parts. Yeah. But I'm letting the process. Do you like work okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Right. Greg Gatsby? Yeah. I love the Greg yeah, Gatsby. Yeah, we should tell about some No, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, take it from, you know, it's I'm having trouble hearing you because you sound like you're a Sean Connery giving head. So take it from that line again. Really sell it. Okay. You know, it's I'm having trouble hearing you because you sound like you're Sean Connery giving head. Okay, for that line. Garbles. You expect me to remember all these names of people from your work? And, like, I can't tell. I met them once at a Christmas party, and, like, we were all drinking, and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't tell. So, so is Goebbels, like, is he your friend? Gooby! Is he an HR or something? Does that ring about Gooby? Little Goobers? Insert laugh track here. 
It's a topical joke. You might not get it. Gooby? Gooby, little goobers. Goobles. You know, the wisecracker from the Reich. You know, I don't know, because you spend all your day with these people, and you expect me to be just intimately familiar with them, and I just want to tell you a question we had in our podcast. Their young daughter enters the room. And, you know, as a director, I'm going to step in here and say, uh, you know, Taylor, you're an untapped resource here. Let's have you play both Blah Blah Burr and Chloe. Great. My only concern is how to differentiate between them. Their young daughter is a very young girl, maybe six years old. Chloe is 17. Just go from the young daughter's entrance. Their young daughter enters the room. Hello? Are you guys fighting? I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping. No. No, no, honey. Go, go back to bed. Jesus, you moved. Honey, I don't like it when you do that. You know me. It's by location. All of us British can do it. Why is Daddy rolling around on the bed so much? Well, I feel like I'm fighting a war on two fronts here. <laughs> you know, I just feel like I, you inserted laughter into yeah. this script. <laughs> I just I don't remember that being in the original source. I find I feel that's uh, sort no, of no. a disrespect for the material I created. No, you want to check out the uh, craft service table? It's in I the do? it's in yeah. the original podcast. Uh oh, shots fired. It looks like they're taping off the craft service This, uh, table. this sense of ironic, this ironic contempt no, that I get listen, from I know I need I the last like, of the cheese I balls, like, I, I understand. You, you know, you come to me, you ask for the rights to this. Are you guys, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's roll. Right. Let's roll. All right. Uh, Nick is, Nick is fine. We'll work it all out with him. Where should I go from? Uh, okay, let's go back with Blah Blah Burr. Why is Daddy rolling around on the red so much? Well, I feel like I'm fighting a war on two fronts here. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, are you mocking me? I just think your all the little lingo that you invent to make it, your work sounds important. It's just laughable is what it is. You should have used the word risable. Good, good girl. Thank you, Daddy. I don't like the feeling of you two ganging up on me. There's a, that's a better word for laughable, is risable. Have a flash of finger and go to bed. Oh, okay, that sounds great. Okay, wait, Taylor. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I gotta stop you here. The no, script, listen, if you got notes, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the all script ears. clearly says nom 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 nom. Nom nom nom. Eleven times. So okay. I just I just really wanna stick to the My the mistake. Word. My mistake, yeah, I was okay. in character and got carried away. Yep. You're the director. Okay. I'm a the director. Mm. Good call. I just want to make it clear <laughs> I, we, we that my it. problem isn't with Taylor. Taylor's been a consummate professional. I just Thank think you. Jason and you are, are, are just collaborating in this sort yeah, of... There's no collaboration sort of here. conspiracy to undermine my contribution. Not at it. all. This is all about you. This is a showcase on Nick's talents. Okay. I'm going to go from the, oh, okay, that sounds great line. Right. going to nail it 11 Sounds notes. good. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay, that sounds great. No, 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 no. Perfect. Mm. So we're just going to forgive the ad lib? <laughs> we are, we this are. This feels like this is just an attack no. on me as an actor that we're going you, back That's not in the script. Week. That's not in the script. It's just you doing a thing. You're redoing this thing that There's I wanted to do. It's just you doing a thing. It feels like a personal attack. I feel the knives are out. Do my part. The pretense one week has fallen away. Of the curtain, the veil is lifted. Ladies, ladies, Wait, I don't know who to shoot. I I'm see two real. Nicks. I'm the real Nick Douglas. Prove it. Do what? the voice that you always do in life. Rachel, I'm really sorry about what I just did. All right, and now you, the other one, do it. Rachel, I'm really sorry about what I just did. It's a tough choice, man. Fuck. I don't know what to do. Dude, you're the director. Don't be a P-word. Make a decision. <laughs> okay. Uh, shoot the one in the sparrow shirt. Ah! I can right. still do it. I can still do the scene. Okay, the director, pull me in. Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> Okay, that sounds great. Nom, 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 nom. Honey, I'm really worried about how our daughter eats. God damn it. I'm going to roll back over there and continue talking to you. Get off the throne. I'm not going to talk to you if you're on the fucking throne. Well, daddy's on the throne tonight. It's a throne daddy night. And you knew that when you went out. Please. You got to do your things. Daddy gets to do his things. Don't call yourself daddy to me. It's just really off-putting. Daddy's on the throne. Are you worried our daughter's going to get fat like me? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I really am. Their 17-year-old boarder, Chloe, enters the room. Um, you guys are being totally loud. 
down and I'm just like not really into it. Also, I think it's a really hostile environment for whatever your daughter's name is, if you even named her. How long have you been staying in our house and you still haven't learned our daughter's, uh, what's... Blubber's name? I've been alive for 17 years and she's been alive for like a second or whatever. I think some rivalry between you and my youngest fascist daughter. Oh good, now he's gonna make a whole thing out of it and drive us apart. I'm not gonna make a whole thing about it. You always do, you spot a weakness and then you just drive a wedge through it. I'm sorry I'm good at my job. I'm sorry the newspapers aren't writing about your stupid little podcast. What's it called? Let's get into it. I just want to apologize to you for everything I, uh, hey, no, I all just, my misgivings. Yeah, and... I just knew if you stuck with it, we would get there together. I want to apologize for making you guys think that I had to choose someone to shoot. Uh, I don't want to shoot anybody. I just felt when I can't choose between two things, my first question is, which one do I shoot? Uh, I was raised by TV. I was raised in a secular high school, so I get it. Uh, I don't mind. It mostly just grazed me. Um, yeah, and medical you attention is up my... a little bit. Sorry? Let's get you bandaged up a little bit. We'll go to a break. Yeah, medical attention is my second favorite kind of attention. And Maybe I don't we'll have get... a follow-up. I don't have a... I don't have a... I can't stick the landing on that one. We'll give you time. <clears throat> I wasted it. All right, we'll get you cleaned up and be back from a break shortly. Life without a pattern. It's like living in the desert. Life without fashion. It's like living underground. So
welcome back to LGII, a podcast that is now live on the internet with its own Twitter, which is at a good podcast. Plug that early. That wasn't taken? No. Isn't that no, insane? Right? It's not that insane. Huh. Damn it. it. felt mean when you said that. It got us. It did. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a lot to apologize for tonight. You want to come clean? You? This sounds like an episode of Coming Clean. Uh, I think it's time that we all just went on the circle and apologize for something in our lives. Uh, I, I call the segment Apologensia. You know, I'm... I'm deeply, deeply sorry. That's, of course, uh, Michael Richards apologizing on the David Letterman show for screaming the N-word at his... What word? During the N-word at his during one of his stand-up sets. Uh, that's him apologizing live via satellite on the David Letterman show. Okay, so what are the rules? Uh, the rules are, uh, it can be anything you've done in your entire lives. It can, uh, but it has to be something you personally did. You can't just apologize for privilege. Uh, you can't just apologize for being a capitalist. You have to really... Uh, something you personally did that you'd like to apologize for. Should I start us off just to get the yeah, get let's get time a, to think. A tenor um, when I was about uh, twelve years old, uh, I, I grew up out in, in Alabama, out in the woods, uh, small town, and uh, it was about you know forty five minute drive to the nearest city that had a movie theater in it, uh, and we were very excited. Some young preteens uh, going to the city to see a movie in a movie theater. We get out there, um, got some time before the movie starts. I find myself parting ways from the group, and I go to the bathroom in the mall. Uh, the movie theater was in a mall. I find the bathroom in this mall down a long, weird tunnel in a hallway, uh, and I'm at the end urinal. I'm at the I'm unirinal. I'm using one far at the end of a row of about six or seven urinals. I'm the only one in the bathroom. I'm going and doing my business in the urinal, or about to start, and a grown man, an adult man, enters the bathroom. Uh, and he does not take the urinal next to me, but he takes the urinal one down from me. So he gives a buffer urinal, but he could have gone to the other end. But he didn't do maximum distance. He just came and just did the minimum distance. But of course, I'm staring straight ahead. Uh, I start to do my business, and I hear him say, Hey, and so my instinct in this situation, just because of the way I was raised, personality or whatever, my instinct is to be polite. And so I say, "Hey, good evening." And I, my my spine is completely rigid. My my body is not moving at all. I'm I'm immediately terrified. Uh, and he says, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" Uh, and I say, "I we we had dinner at Chili's, and now we're gonna go uh, see a movie here in the mall." And he says, uh, what about after? Uh, and I said, uh, we don't have any plans. Probably go back home. Uh, and then he says, uh, well, why don't I pick up dinner? Uh, and then that puzzled me. So I, for the first time, I turned my head and saw that he was talking on a cell phone. And I had just been having a conversation out loud with this guy at the urinal. And I'd like to apologize to him for that. Wow, that was <clears throat> that was tough stuff. It seems like you shouldn't be the one apologizing. Could I find him? Maybe. Do I want to find him? Yes, of course. Have I found him previously and knows where he is now? Duh. Do I want to hunt him? Who would? Does he live alone now? Yes, of course. Did I already buy plane tickets home in September? Obviously. Have I been taking butcher classes? At that butcher shop that teaches classes? Uh, yeah, I'll show you the receipts. Am I gonna follow through with my plans? That I've drawn up? On paper? That remains to be seen. I don't know, it's 20 years ago. So this is almost like a preemptive sorry. It's a, it might be, is it a preemptive sorry? We don't know yet. Yes. Because I think one of his daughters is still alive. The other died in a sorority hazing thing. Really sad. But uh, Megan, the one that's still alive, I think that she's still close to them, looking at their Facebook pages. Uh, so she's going to take it hard. So I'm sorry, Megs. He calls her Megs. When I was 12, I remember watching Gallagher on Comedy Central. And I'm sorry. Did you like it? 
I loved it. I yes. bet you did. Because what then happened, I remember waiting for my dad to come home from work. Very excited. And when he came in, being like, hey, dad, isn't it weird that we drive on the parkway and park in the driveway? And he lost it. It was the funniest thing he'd ever heard, especially wow. the 12-year-old. And he's like, that's a very, very good joke. And then a week later, came back to me. He's like, so I was watching uh, Gallagher this weekend and heard your uh, drive park joke. Now, I told all my friends at work that you had made this joke, and they were all very impressed by this. Uh, and I just learned that you plagiarized it from Gallagher, and that's not a right thing to do. And I cried. I would like to apologize for, I guess when I was around 12, a 12-year-old lad. Well, actually, this apology is a kind of a two-tiered story. It's like a rocket launching into orbit may explode on me. But when I was a 12-year-old lad, I lived on Long Island, and I walked wherever I went. How else was I supposed to get somewhere? I wasn't a driven lad. Nobody would drive me anywhere. So I would walk along the highway. Can I come in here? Yeah. Did you plagiarize that joke from Rodney Dangerfield? No. It really sounds like it. I plagiarized it from Eddie Izzard. And I would like to apologize for Eddie Izzard while I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. I went and told all my work friends. So I'm walking along the highway, right? There's big highways in Long Island. There's a very car-centric suburb. And on the side of the road, just past the curb, in the street, is a turtle upside down with its little turtle legs waggling in the air. And, dear listeners, if you could be here in this room right now, you would see me holding my hand upside down, turtle-like, waving my fingers in the air like the little helpless turtle legs. What did I do? Walked by it. Didn't help the turtle. I'm sorry for that. But I'm also sorry because if you've ever seen a movie called Blade Runner in or read the book, there is a scene where they're giving one of the replicants, which are these android humanoids. So they're robots that are created in the guise and with the mentality and intelligence of human. They give them empathy tests to see if they are human and if they are actually robots or replicants. One of the questions is, You see a turtle, a tortoise, with its back helpless. Do you help it? And I can only assume that a replicant wouldn't help it. So I think I'm a replicant, and I'm sorry for being a replicant. You didn't help the turtle? I didn't help the turtle. That is the... Helping a turtle is the safest bet. I didn't know what to do with it. What could go wrong? Ask Finney. Who's Finney? Albert Finney? Vinny Chase? What do you think the Venn diagram of your target demo... And the target demo of entourages. Two headlights on a wide car. Uh, this has been the segment where we all apologize. I know how shattered he is about this. And um, and he deserves a chance. That's why I want him to come on. He deserves a chance yeah. to apologize. Yeah. And, and that's all he wanted. And I, thank you for letting go. Oh, my pleasure. That Seinfeld thanking Dave Letterman for letting Michael Richards apologize on the Letterman show. I watched the Seinfeld pilot the other day. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, the one where it's called the Seinfeld... Chronicles. Chronicles. So bad. And then I watched episode two, which I suppose was the lead of the actual series. And I liked it less than the pilot. Really? Why is that? I don't know. It seemed like hackneyed. I kind of thought that the pilot had some edge. I was like coming around on Seinfeld during this pilot, something I've never been able to get into. Mm. And then I watched a single episode of the real show. I was like, oh, back out. They took all the personality out of it. Yeah, I think so. Doesn't shock me that you're not super into Seinfeld, as you are also not an Arrested Development fan. Uh, 30 Rock? Yeah, I like it. Uh, Curb? Yeah. But not Seinfeld. No. Not Arrested. Correct. First season of Seinfeld, not good at all. Okay. That's First season of Friends, uh, surprisingly excellent. And does it go downhill from there? No, doesn't go downhill until about seven or something it's reasonable this is the close of what seasons of some shows were good star wars fine star trek great star trek the next generation great sea quest mm. Mm? Mm. jaws yeah jaws 2 didn't watch it that jaws 13 joke in back to the future 2 love it back to the future 3 pretty good remaking back to the future great idea really yeah 
Why the fuck not? Like, what's the worst thing going to happen? A bad movie? Would you remake it set in today's times, or would you cast it? Yes. Great. Are you worried that if the movie is bad, pictures of the old movie will start to fade? No. All right, that's fair. Hey, dude. Like it. Hey, Arnold. Love it. Hey, BC by the Jackson <laughs> 5. Classic. The comic strip BC. Like it more than I'd like to admit. DC Talk. Don't know what that is. DC Pearson? DC Pearson? Nice dude. Strong dude. Yeah. Flood by Jars of Clay. What is that? Jars of Clay? You don't know Jars of Clay? Jars of Clay? Can you... It's a Christian band. We're going to play it Jason, for less you... than 30 seconds right can now. Can you play Flood for us? Rain, rain on my face. Hasn't stopped raining for days. My world is a flood. Slowly I become one with the mud. But if I can swim after 40 days in my mind, it's Here we go. Regular jars. Mason. Ball? Chain? No, ball jars. Ball brand jars. Oh, love them. Ball breakers. Is it an attribute of people? Yeah. Pretty good. Life takers. Properly contextualized, yes. All right, Joan Jett. Nice lady. And the heartbreaker. Strong lady. Who would win in a fight, DC Pearson, Joan Jett? Mm, Joan Jett. You think so? Yeah. She's older now. Unless the beard swallowed her fist. DC, what's wrong with your beard? Swallowed a lady's fist. Pat Benatar or Joan Jett? There's a fight. Uh, Joan Jett's... No, Pat Benatar's taller. Mm-hmm. Joan Jett probably has better insurance, though. Uh, Jason? Yes. Uh, I'd like you to go to the piano mm-hmm. and just whatever comes to mind. Is it time for Jason Plays? Oh, it's time for Jason Plays. He just chugged his beer, put it down on the table, took his headphones off, did a pirouette off of his chair, flung the chair across the room, jumped in the air, did a flip, sat down in it, turned the keyboard on. He's ready to play. Um, I think you, I'd like you to play a little ditty known as It's the End of the World as We Know It. Mm. And I feel fine. There's a very specific problem with playing that. Mm-hmm. Most specifically that the vocal part is largely one note. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, aeroplane, and Leonard Bernstein, 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 Leonard starts to fall I'll be there for you cause I've been there before I'll be there for you cause you're there for me too and that's live mashups I like live mashups could it be any more mashed up (laughs) all right I like the new live mashup format of mm-hmm. Jason Plays. That felt very it's a strong. Yeah, thanks for chipping in, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brings us to the end of this illustrative program. With only one unclosed loop, which is Nick's coaster, the world will never know. There's no way for us to know. Yeah. Now I think we should let our guest plug whatever he wants to. <sighs> it's coming out in August, huh? First of all, follow at Chillsitch on Twitter. Uh, but also, I think I'm going to be kickstarting a permit to have a sweater parade in the fall. And it might be up now. We're going to have a big, warm, comfortable sweater parade in Brooklyn somewhere. In, 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 in. Pledge to the campaign, you get to come. We'll have a cup of coffee and acoustic guitars. So go on to Google and type in fall sweater parade. Will it hit me? Yeah. Will you find the campaign? You might. Is it going to be fun? You bet your bottom dollar, sister. Do you want to do another clean take of that where you follow up, will you hit me with a Paula Poundstone joke? (laughs) No. High road. I like it. So high. You people look like ants. (laughs) Paul Rudd never ages. I would... (laughs) I would like to plug our now-existent Twitter at A Good Podcast, which mm. is miraculously still available. Miraculously has 15 followers. Can we name them? Yes. Let's name them. 
This is two months old. This is a two-month-old list of followers. Something everyone wants to hear. I would like to say thank you to Coma News Daily at Town of Coma. I would like to say thank you to Super Sentai Bros at Super Sentai Bros. I would like to say thank you to Alex Colombe at iBrews. I would like to say thank you to Audrey Evans at Audrey underscore Renee. I would like to say thank you to Brett Beth Griffin Hagen at that Mike I would like to say thank you to Jed Stoneham at Jed Stoneham. I would like to say thank you to Nathan Fedorchak at whatever underscore Nathan. I would like to say thank you to Jameson Herman at J Herman. That's two N's. I would like to say thank you to Anna Goldfarb at Ms. Anna Goldfarb. Sorry, boys. She's taken. I would like to say thank you to Nathan Verney at NP Verney. I would like to say thank you for Stephanie Rysica at... I don't know. Sorry, Stephanie. I would like to say thank you to Keith Calder at Keith Calder. I would like to say thank you to my co-hosts, Nick Douglas... Jason Oberholzer, and our guest, Mr. Taylor Moore. This is an acapella version of the Prairie Home Companion theme song.